0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Dustin Gold, right here on the Dustin Gold Standard. And you can check us out and get the video version of this podcast at pain.tv slash gold. Folks, we've got a lot of work to do today. A lot of work. I mean, we're going to go deep into this article. So, as I mentioned earlier, this article had disappeared uh, from the Futurist, so all the prior links that I was able to find through other articles to this article were broken on the internet. But luckily someone had created a copy of it and I downloaded it as a PDF. So now I have it in my archives not forever. Once I printed on paper, but you can find it over at C E C E Charles Edward, three nine nine eugenics.wordpress.com. And this was published there On June 19th, 2010. But it looks like the original article was published January 1st, 2009. So we're going back in time to 2009. It says right here, Immortality 2.0. A Silicon Valley insider looks at California's transhumanist movement by David Gels. And this was originally published in The Futurist. So I'm excited. Are you... Let's dive deep into the minds of the transhumanist folks. Let me pull this up on the screen for the video audience so you can follow along. Believe it or not, there are some people, including the fabulous Maria Albanese co-host on the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, who actually screenshots the video. She watches the video version of the website, Uh, of the show on pain.tv slash gold and so as the show is playing in the background if maria hears something important she'll actually screen grab the screen so she can go and read the articles that are up on the screen or go find the original articles she does this with everyone who puts video shows out there so there are some people that do this so for now i'm going to keep putting these up on the screen for you because i guess it's valuable to some people so i don't mind doing it uh, I just want to make sure I'm providing value because I don't want to waste my time and my energy if you guys aren't gaining anything from this show and the way that we produce it. Okay, it says right here, one afternoon in late 2007, a Yahoo executive named Salim Ismail and uh, Salim Ismail, I will get names wrong all the time. I'm not great at these, uh, at these foreign names, uh, stepped up to a podium, at company headquarters to talk about what some call, quote, the world's most dangerous idea, end quote. Again, this is from 2009. And they're saying this happened in 2007. An intense man from India, Ismail, faced a conference room packed with computer whizzes from the likes of Google, Apple, and Intel and launched into a tirade about the far frontiers of digital technology and the big battle that lay ahead. All right, let's keep going. I'm interested. Quote, the current system is flawed, end quote, he said pacing the stage he went on to talk about routers and interrupt systems hardly exotic material to his audience but even with this techie sanctum his message was a bold one the flawed system that ismail lamented was not a computer network it was the human brain quote we need to design a better one end quote he said oh yes yes Here we go. Very exciting. This is right up our alley, folks. Is it not another technocrat telling us how terrible humans are and that now we need to actually redesign our own brains because, well, they are inefficient. Um, Excuse me there. I had to take a, a sip of water because I am inefficient. Our brains are poorly programmed, according to Ismail. Rewiring them might fix the glitches like stupidity and violence. Quote, we need computer chips monitoring our neural networks, end quote, he said. Quote, evolution isn't going to do this for us, so technology is going to have to do it, end quote. Folks, you see where I'm going with this if you uh, have listened to the show. First off, he's talking about putting chips in the brain. This is back in 2007, he's giving this speech, prior, way prior, at least we're supposed to believe, to the launch of Neuralink, Elon Musk brain chip company that we covered extensively that really started uh, coming to fruition in about 2016. And then he's also talking about The evolution isn't going to do this for us, and that comes from uh, Ray Kurzweil. That comes from Dennis Bushnell, the chief scientist at NASA, who talked about the human evolution of humans. And this is why I'm bringing this in, because this stuff happened before Bushnell spoke on this. This happened before Elon Musk Neuralink Brain Chip Company. So, as you see what I'm trying to do here with you guys, we sort of talked about, so far, the modern players in the technocracy, in transhumanism. And now we're working backwards slowly. I'm taking you back in time. We're going to learn about the history and where all this stuff started. And that will help us come back into present day and then help us project and predict what's going to happen in the future. And as I've said to you before, we have to become our own futurists if we want to have any chance at navigating the future, being able to avoid some of this technology, being able to preach to others, to our children and grandchildren especially about the dangers of strapping on an AR headset, the dangers of wearing a Fitbit or an iWatch. We have to understand where the founding fathers of these movements came from, what they're working on today, and where they. Want to take it in the future. And then we become the futurists who can spread the information and become the Paul Revere's who warn the masses that the technocrats are coming. The technocrats are coming. The transhumanists are here. And so that's why we are doing this important work over at the Dustin Gold Standard. Ismail's talk, quote, the need to re-engineer the human brain, end quote, wasn't the most ambitious at the conference, a meeting of a local think tank called the Foresight Nanotech Institute. At another panel, a local biotechnician presented, quote, mind uploading, how do we really do it, end quote, a step-by-step proposal for transferring human consciousness onto a computer. (coughs) Sorry about that, folks. Getting a drink of tea here. But you see that? They're talking about mind loading all the way back in 2007. Something that many would believe came from the concepts of, say, like Elon Musk or a Lars Butler at AI Foundation, who we've reviewed in depth. But no, no, no. This goes back to 07. Remember, Ray Kurzweil, chief engineer at Google, has been talking about this type of technology, this Frankenstein technology uh biotech stuff for many many decades. And so I'm showing you back in 2007 when none of us were aware of this stuff. I mean maybe some of you I'll give you credit some of you probably were, but the majority were not. And so while we were sleeping, the technocrats were socially engineering, they were planning, they were working behind the scenes, they were prepping us, and they were using predictive programming through movies like The Matrix. And getting people ready for the future that they were engineering and architecting. Let's continue. Later, a programmer discussed, quote, the future of the singularity, end quote. A time in the not-so-distant future when humans and machines will be one. Again, Ray Kurzweil. These theories weren't meant as entertainment. Ismail and his ilk are working to produce extreme technologies to re engineer the brain, upload the mind, copy people, and more. These are the technologies that lie at the heart of a movement called transhumanism. So, now, folks, what we're going to have to do on this show is we're going to have to look into this guy, Ismail, right? And we're going to have to go into the history behind some of these other speakers. So we're going to start doing research into this conference that occurred because it seems to be very important in this author's mind on the history and sort of the players behind this transhumanist ideology. Okay, let's continue Part science, part faith, and part philosophy. The essence of transhumanism is radical life extension and life expansion. Some would call that the quest, the thirst for immortality, for eternal life. Movement devotees perceive the human body as a work in progress. Again, this goes back to Dennis Bushnell and the human evolution of humans, where we hack our own Evolution, take control of our own evolution, as Yuval Noah Harari has put it, the king philosopher of the fourth industrial revolution. Evolution took humanity this far the thinking goes and only technology will take us further again human evolution of humans transhumanism views sickness aging and death as unnecessary hindrances that we have the right and the responsibility to overcome but remember i pointed this out a million times to you these guys do not love you These Frankenstein doctors, these mad scientists, these technocratic transhumanists, they do not love you. They are seeking immortality and seeking to control the AI hive mind, which is a collection of information, thoughts and such taken out of your head and uploaded into a digital silicone-based neocortex that they will beam back into their heads, whether they're biological heads or some kind of uh, computer robot nanobot Iron Man suit. Our bodies, frail and unpredictable, are just another problem for these engineers to solve. The brain, our body's computer, is due for an upgrade Folks, do you see this was going on back in 2007 and it was going on earlier than that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll eventually get into that, folks. But right now I'm taking you back in time. You're learning about what the real transhumanist movement is. This is where you will learn it, folks. I will break it down further. We will be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard and I am Dustin Gold. We're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash Gold. We're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On Payne.tv. All right, folks, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Are you ready for your brain, for your body's computer? Is it due for an upgrade, folks? Are you ready for that upgrade? Because that is what the transhumanists want to give you folks an upgrade. Imagine going down to uh, Valvoline or... Pep Boys are one of these places you get your oil change and pulling in and asking, hey, could you fine-tune my computer chip right here in my brain? They plug a, a Matrix-like device right into your head and tune you up like you're at the, uh, at the pit stop at a NASCAR race. We just fine-tune that brain, folks. Well, this is how they think of you. They think of you as just a piece of equipment. As Elon Musk has said, you were just a node in their system, folks. Let's continue with this article, quote, "...transhumanism is about using technology to enhance ourselves, enhancements like longer lifespans, better cognitive abilities, and improved happiness," end quote. James Clement, the executive director of the World Transhumanist Association, told me, not me, the author, quote, "...it's about transcending our limitations, including death," end quote. So, folks... There were guys running around in 2009 in 2007 giving these speeches in front of bigwigs at Apple, IBM, and such companies like that. There were literally these scientists running around talking about transcending our limitations as humans, including death. And no one really found this to be weird or strange or sound the alarm on it. I mean, we will see how this author... Uh, takes this in and presents it. Although, as we read the the preview to this article on SingularityHub.com, they said the author kind of takes a hands-off approach. He's just trying to explain the players, which is valuable. But the fact that regular humans walking around didn't find this to be to be strange. See, deep inside, there's a lot of people that fear death. They fear aging, and so they'll welcome this with open arms. That's why they're utilizing someone like Joe Rogan, who is pushing psychedelics and DMT and ayahuasca and drugs on children, so that they're sitting around high as a kite, tripping on acid, listening to Charles Manson, I mean Joe Rogan, tell them how cool it is to become a transhuman and a cyborg. And so you wonder how these ideas spread and why your children and grandchildren will embrace becoming a transhuman cyborg, of which, to be honest, folks, they're going to become the slave version. They're never going to be given super intelligence and allowed to become rich. Okay, that's only for the players that are involved with this and the people helping to build it. It says here in the article, transhumanism is now developing strong roots in Silicon Valley. The World Transhumanist Association, which has about 5,000 members, relocated to Palo Alto in 2007. And several other like-minded organizations have recently emerged in the Bay Area. Let's, let's, let's listen to that again. Let me, let me repeat that. It says right here, the World Transhumanist Association, which has about 5,000 members, this is in 2009, relocated to Palo Alto in 2007. And several other like-minded organizations have recently emerged in the Bay Area. You see, the transhumanists were congregating into Silicon Valley back in Around 2007 to 2009, also what was being pumped into Silicon Valley from the research that I showed you, the dissecting and analyzing of many articles and speeches was what else? What else was being pumped into Silicon Valley at the time that the transhumanists were taking over? The CIA, the CIA, you're right, through NQTEL. And also, what comes from NQTEL, the CIA's hedge fund, is FBI, DOD, DHS, uh, military industrial complex, NSA money. Money, money, money. All from the big intel, big law enforcement agencies. And so that money flows through NQTEL right into Silicon Valley at the same exact time that the transhumanists are taking over Silicon Valley. And we know for a fact. That our government is pushing the transhumanist movement by pumping money in through inqtel as well as through the development of technology we are building inside of nasa and other agencies like darpa and we showed you dennis bushnell through nasa in a nasa published document talked about brain chips and turning humans into augmented cyborgs okay so your government is behind this So when you think that it's just a bunch of wackadoodles in Silicon Valley running around doing this, just harmless goofballs that are building Frankenstein creatures using us as the guinea pigs. No, 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 folks. Our entire governmental structure is behind this in partnership with the transhumanists and pump the money in through people like Elon Musk and Peter Thiel who move this stuff forward at warp speed. Let's continue with the article, quote, Silicon Valley has become a growing hub for transhumanist organizations, end quote, Clement told me, quote, there's a tremendous amount of momentum right now, end quote. The movement is picking up new adherence and new energy in its quest to enhance the human body and make us immortal. And it is flush with cash from dot-com millionaires. Okay, now let's slow down here the quest to enhance the human body and make us immortal, folks, the government through DARPA has been working on the super soldier programs forever. Okay, this is basically like building real-life Jason Bourne's real-life Ironmans. I showed you some of that briefly in a couple of episodes. It continues to say it's flush with cash from dot-com millionaires, and I already showed you how many, many, many of these millionaires, like Elon Musk and Peter Thiel, who came out of the PayPal mafia... Peter Thiel being the dot of the PayPal mafia, were set up with these dot-com companies to get billions of dollars and then go off to be these puppet oligarchs of the government and run companies like SpaceX and Tesla and Neuralink and Palantir and such, right? Are you starting to like understand this? Am I going to have to break out the old days Glenbeck chalkboard and start drawing this for you and mapping all these people and who they're connected to? Because you can just draw a line from any of them back to the CIA, back to the government. Uh, we don't really need to map it all. I mean, it's all right here. It's all out in the open. I've showed it to you with all publicly sourced information. And then I even showed you internal emails I had with one of these Tealback companies, AI Foundation, that's building the mind twinning software, which is the software that your consciousness will be uploaded to uh, right now, sort of in a manual fashion, but eventually through something like the Neuralink brain chip. As a result, a fringe factor of technological progress is being pushed center stage for better or worse. Julian Huxley and Gordon Moore. This is a section here. Julian Huxley and Gordon Moore. Perhaps only in California could such an unlikely confluence of ideas and movements come together and spawn something like transhumanism. A peculiar blend of American idealism, techno-optimism, science fiction, and a near cultish religiosity. Today's movement incorporates strains of some very mainstream schools of thought, even as it seeks to transcend them. When I asked one follower where transhumanism got its name, he directed me to the writings of British biologist Julian Huxley, brother of Brave New World author Aldous Huxley. So you know Brave New World? Have you guys read that? If you haven't. I recommend you you do uh, or get the audiobook or something and just listen while you're in your car. I mean, it gives you an idea of where the world was going, where it was heading. But we're here now, so going back and listening to it, uh, I don't know. It's supposed to be fiction, but I kind of tend to believe, I'm in the camp, that Huxley, who wrote Brave New World, was kind of in bed with his brother Julian Huxley, and yet he was all part of sort of predictive programming. Uh, Julian Huxley, a biologist working in the wake of Darwin, was an optimist of the highest order. He founded the World Wide Fund and was the first director general of UNESCO. U-N-E-S-C-O, for those of you, UNESCO. In a secular manifesto from 1927, he coined a term for what he hoped would be a new age of enlightenment quote, transhumanism man, remaining man, but transcending himself by realizing new possibilities of and for his human nature, end quote. And remember, so this goes back to 1927, and I was telling you uh, in one of the articles we read, uh, we reviewed, I think Friday night, the uh, Silicon Valley suicide pill article, where they mentioned sort of the first formal meeting of the transhumanists in the 1980s and i said it goes back even further than that so this is where it goes to and i've researched a lot of this outside of this article uh years ago so uh no this is all this is all real folks it's been going on forever that's why this article is great because it does piece together a lot of the history of this transhumanist movement let's continue it wasn't inspired if imprecise vision and it went ignored for 60 years. Human nature hasn't changed much since then. Let's continue. Years later, just after World War II, and long after Julian Huxley's coinage sank into oblivion, Silicon Valley, a region of mostly cherry orchards at the southern tip of the San Francisco Bay, was emerging as the United States Technology Center. Talent from the area's military industry and Stanford University was giving rise to the modern computer industry and the most innovative community of inventors, entrepreneurs, and engineers of the 20th century. So we have to go back, and I'm going to take a note here on this. Because I'm always trying to connect the pieces. So it says right here, years later, after World War II and long after Huxley's coinage sank into oblivion, Silicon Valley, a region of mostly cherry orchards, blah, 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 was emerging as the U.S. technology center. Talent from the area, uh, area's military industry and Stanford University was giving rise to modern computer industry and the most innovative community of inventors entrepreneurs and engineers of the 20th century so my question that i have to put a note on is so this is uh, just after world war ii well as i've mentioned to you before we haven't covered it in depth yet operation paperclip where the united states brought over 1500 nazi scientists and engineers to the united states to run government programs including nasa well, I wonder how many of these Nazi scientists and engineers ended up in the new emerging Silicon Valley, and then led up to this transhumanist push, and the injection of CIA, FBI, NSA money into Silicon Valley, and then utilized the self, uh, the selected puppet technocratic oligarchs to run these supposed private sector companies. So we're going to delve, we're going to, I'm going to dive into that. I'm going to research that. I'm going to see if I can connect those dots because wouldn't it be quite interesting if these Nazi scientists and engineers were at the very beginning of building up Silicon Valley? If anyone else has done a show on this, I obviously have not listened to everything that's out there, Over the years, I've listened to a lot, but if anyone has done a show on that specifically, please send it to me at gold at pain.tv or on the pain.tv slash gold platform, or um, you can hit me up on Twitter at hackableanimal or at Show, and send me a link. I'd love to watch it. Ladies and gentlemen, I need to take a quick break. When we come back... We're going to get into a bathtub of ice. So while you're on the break, feel free to jump into a bathtub of ice. Like the ice bucket challenge. You remember that, folks? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And I'll be right back, right here on pain.tv slash gold. More listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.